your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. You're a win as a Raider. Pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. What's up, Raider Nation? Welcome into Wednesday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, September 22nd, 2021. Your boy Q. You can find me on Twitter, as many of you do, at your boy Q254. Always appreciate when anyone reaches out by way of Twitter or hits me up by way of the Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Got a lot of feedback on the Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. It's always good to hear from Raider Nation. So got a lot coming up on today's show. Before I get into it, though, I do want to give a shout out to my guy Giovanni, a.k.a. my man Gio, who's in Vegas visiting with his pops, Mickey, who lives here in town. Uh, Gio is actually coming in from Richmond, Virginia, the 804. He's repping the Raiders. And uh, really cool, man. It was cool to meet him on Tuesday following my show on Raider Nation Radio 920. I did it live from Raiders HQ, the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. And uh, Mickey hit me up and was like, Q, hey, man, my son's in town. He wants to meet you. And so I was able to spend a few minutes with him and, and chop it up with him. And a uh, big time Raider fan, man. And uh, it was cool to just hang out for a few minutes. So I definitely want to shout my man out. Uh, welcome him to the 702 and, and hope he has a good time hanging out with his pops. And hopefully uh, we get to catch up again. But yeah, shout out to my guy, Gio. Appreciate you, my man. Appreciate you listening to the podcast. And also, man, it's cool to, to spend some time with your pops. So make sure you enjoy it. Uh, it's real special. And, and, and don't forget that. So uh, yeah, big ups to you. Appreciate you. Now, coming up on today's show, segment number three, your calls and texts straight off that Lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line. Again, you know the number, 707-654-4693. A lot of feedback that I want to get to. Segment number two, it was so funny, Raider Nation. I had like three or four subjects that I wanted to talk about, and that happened to me on Tuesday when I was at Raiders HQ. I had so many different things that I wanted to talk about, so many different topics I wanted to bring to the table, and I couldn't decide on what I wanted to do. And I had a loaded show anyway. I had a bunch of guests that I had to get to, so I really didn't have a whole lot of time to throw out a question but man it was so funny all these different thoughts are going through my mind and I guess when the Raiders are 2-0 and everyone's talking about them that's just kind of what happens so I figured you know what Q you're overthinking this why don't you talk about the fact that everyone's talking about the Raiders so let's do it Raider Nation we always talk about the fact I don't hear the national media talking about the Raiders the national media hates the Raiders the national media this and that and you know I'm not a guy who gets bent out of shape about the national media and what they have to say about the Raiders because I know what angle they're looking for I know what angle they're attacking and it is not to be the local media and really be smart and intelligent about the team that's our job that's for me that's for JT that's for Vinny Bonsignor that's for the morning tailgate show I mean that's 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 what that's all about. That's not uh, for ESPN, Fox Sports, Colin Cowherd, all them cats. That's not. And they can care less about that. They just want to get folks talking. They want to get folks fired up. But you win two games, as the Raiders have, and I know it's a 17-game season, 18 weeks. They've won two games. And Raider Nation, there's a lot of folks talking about the Las Vegas Raiders right now. And they're only 2-0. and It's only been two weeks, and the conversation, I guess it's trendy now to already talk about the Raiders. So coming up in segment number two, we're going to talk about just that. The national media is talking about the Raiders. They're talking about Derek Carr. They're talking about players on defense. Uh, they're having specials on Mark Davis. I mean, there's all kind of things going on around the Raiders, and we're going to speak on that coming up in segment number two. Here in segment number one, just news and notes of the day, as I always do, and there's plenty of those to get to as well. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. The first piece of news that I saw on Tuesday around the Raiders had to do with linebacker Corey Littleton and the fact that him and the Raiders just agreed to have a contract restructure. The Raiders converted $4.25 million of linebacker Corey Littleton's base salary 
into a roster bonus. That created $3.4 million in cap space. Um, this is the third contract restructure for Littleton since signing with the team. Uh, that was according to ESPN's Field Yates. And, you know, the thing that was significant about that is that it's the third one, the third restructure. So I heard some folks talking about, well, that just shows that he's a team player and that he's trying to uh, allow them to have cap space so he can, you know, so they can, uh, you know, continue to bring in talent and improve this team. And, yeah, man, he's taking one for the team. Raider Nation, he's not really taking one for the team. When they give you that, when they restructure uh, your base salary and turn it into a roster bonus, you get a lump sum amount of money. So it's better for the player if they get that lump sum. That's what they want. So, uh, I mean, yeah, it's it's cool that they were able to restructure it and they were able to uh, create a little bit extra cap space, but it's not like he's really going out on the limb and saying, hey, man, I'm taking one for the team. No, you're getting a big lump sum of money. I'll take that lump sum of money any day. <laughs> you know, you ain't got to pay me twice a month. Just pay me once. Just give me one big old lump check. I'll, I'll take that. That's cool. I'm good with that. So anyway, that's what that does. Plus, it does kind of affect your cap space a little bit later on down the road. But to the Raiders' credit, they are continuing to tweak and mess with the roster as they are going through the season, of course, dealing with a bunch of injuries, which leads me into my next piece of news and note here in segment number one of today's Locked on Raiders podcast, and that's the fact that the Raiders signed a tackle. Offensive line is a little bit banged up, so the Raiders went and signed offensive tackle Jackson Barton off the Giants' practice squad. Uh, he was originally a seventh-round pick of the Colts back in 2019, six foot seven. 300 pounds, spent time with KC and the Giants over the last three seasons. Of course, the Raiders lost right tackle Alex Leatherwood to what they said is a back strain, even though they announced it as an oblique injury on Sunday uh, when they were, when he was playing the Steelers when he left at halftime. And nobody knows yet his status for Sunday's game against the Dolphins, but we will get our first look at the injury report later on today. So we'll have a little bit of better idea. Of course, that could always change throughout the course of the week, but uh, just some reinforcements right there, just in case Alex Leatherwood is down and then you got Brandon Parker starting you want to have someone behind him. So that's why they brought in offensive tackle Jackson Barton. And speaking of getting the first injury report, today's media availability, there will be no uh, viewing of practice. Today is just a walkthrough for the Raiders, but we will get our first injury report. And we will talk to head coach John Gruden at noon Pacific Standard Time and then quarterback Derek Carr, maybe another player as well. But for sure, we know John Gruden and Derek Carr will talk to us starting at noon. So uh, you, if you're looking out for, for quotes from the head coach, you want to find out about different injuries uh, start paying attention around noon and uh, we'll have some tweets that we'll be sending out of course we'll get all the audio and we'll bring that to you but that media availability will be at noon today I will be at the practice facility in Henderson uh, along for that so have some questions for Gruden have a couple questions for Derek Carr uh, as we navigate through this week leading up to week three leading up to game three versus the Miami Dolphins at Allegiant Stadium and speaking of Allegiant Stadium, I had such a fun opportunity and a great opportunity on Tuesday to be a part of this event that had to do with high school football. And anyone who has, well, followed me over the years but listens to me on Raider Nation Radio 920 knows I get excited to talk about high school football. We have the Tom Flores High School Football Coach of the Week Award. I talk to a coach each and every week. I get to interview him. That's always fun. Well, this was the opportunity to reveal the Battleborn Helmet Wall. That's what they're calling it inside Allegiant Stadium. It has 96 helmets from the high schools in Nevada. And it says the greatness of the Raiders is in its future, and it has the all the big old wall of helmets. It's really cool. I got to MC that event. The Raiders asked me to uh, MC it. So that was such an honor to be able to sit there and talk a little bit about high school football, introduce a bunch of people that talked to uh, the people that were there in attendance, including running back Chris McLemore, former Raider running back Chris McLemore. Also, Raiders president Dan Ventrelli was there, uh, amongst others. And it was just a, a whole lot of fun. If you follow me on Twitter, at your boy Q254, you saw the picture of the wall. 
Paul. I tweeted it out. I tweeted out a picture of me uh, on stage with a couple Raiderettes just talking about the whole event. It was just really fun. And again, to be able to have that opportunity and share that moment, I thought was really cool. But as I mentioned, I was able to uh, hang out and talk with Raider running back or former Raider running back Chris McLemore at Allegiant Stadium. I wanted to bring that conversation to the table. So here's that conversation from Tuesday at Allegiant Stadium. Here at Allegiant Stadium on Raider Nation Radio 920 with Raider alum Chris McLemore. We just saw the we just saw the unveiling of the, the high school football helmet wall here at Allegiant Stadium. How, how impressive is this? This is very impressive. One of the things I noticed as soon as the unveiling of, it, of uh, the helmets is it's all shaped in the Nevada. <laughs> right, right. I, I thought that was very unique. Uh, I don't know who create, came up with that, came up with that idea. And then obviously I went looking for the Vikings, Valley Vikings helmet, which is off to the left there. Is it, is it, it's close enough to the top. It's got to be close enough to the top, yeah, right? That's, that's exactly right. As a <laughs> matter of fact, it should be all the way to the top. But I'm going to have to talk to somebody and see if we can make some arrangements. But no, I'm excited, at just not just by the Valley Vikings, but just all the helmets that represents all the youth here in Las Vegas. Growing up in Las Vegas and, and for this youth now today to have this opportunity, it's, it's an exciting time for them. It really is. And you're an alum of the Raiders. And, of course, they're here in the community doing a lot for the high school football. And I've been saying that I, I, high school football is so important to the community. With the Raiders being so active and involved, I mean, what does that mean to you as an alum and, and obviously a native of Levada, uh, Las Vegas as well? Well, it means a lot to me as an alum because I'm involved in the, those uh, events as well. Uh, Friday night showcase, uh, speaking to the athletes, having one-on-one with the youth uh, and seeing their faces and the, and the questions. Uh, can I make it to the NFL? Uh, do I have an opportunity out of Vegas to make it to the NFL? That was one of the things as a youth, not knowing if you're going to either go to college because it was not a lot of scouts coming to Las Vegas because it was such a small market. But now this is a big market with the NFL team so as an alumni talking to this youth that's just a great opportunity looking into their face and telling them hey through hard work and being disciplined not only can you make it to the NFL but you could be a professional and somebody that contributes to our community and which is exciting you know Chris you just made me think of a whole nother question because everyone has the vision has the dream they want to get to that next level they want to get to the NFL everyone doesn't make it at what point do you feel like okay that that is something that you can achieve at what point should someone start thinking that that's something they can achieve I think, well, I used to dream about it when I was a little kid. Yeah. I used to walk around the house and tell my parents, you know, I'm going to make it to the NFL. Right. And they used to shut their door and say, hey, look, <laughs> we, we don't want to hear that NFL right. stuff. Right. But I think the dream starts early on in life. And yeah. then once you can dream it, you can visualize it, you can see it. And then through that becomes faith and you believe it and then hard work. So I would say it starts at an early age. And But if you're pursuing anything in life, especially being in the NFL, that being being able to pursue that and having a discipline, you can carry that on to other business. I'm, I'm also a COO of a major manufacturing company. Right. So, I mean, you can be able to take that and move it into other industries and do quite well. But I, I agree with you. Yeah, being in the NFL is a, is a blessing. It is. It really is. And to be a professional at anything is really a blessing. I mean, it's, it's, it all takes hard work. And I, I've been telling anyone that will listen that high school football coaches are more than just high school football coaches. Correct. It's more than W's and, and L's. It's more than, you know, X's and O's. It's life. It's life lessons. What does high school football mean to you? It means a lot because realistically, it was in high school football that actually gave me that next jump, which is into you know off into college. So it, it meant a lot. I mean, when I think about football, obviously I think about being in the NFL. But from the NFL, the next thing I think about is high school football and all the friends. And a lot of times, your friends and the people that you played with since pee wee football <laughs> all the way through high school. Those are the, that's what you remember and that type of discipline. So. 
it, it means a lot, and it means a lot for the youth here as well, because they will carry that to their next next jump, if it's college or whatever it may be. You know, something you said when you were talking to the audience is that every city is not like this. Every city doesn't have that wall that represents all the high school footballs. And, and I was trying to express that as well. It's not like that everywhere. That just shows the commitment to the community. That's that's correct. And that shows the Raiders' commitment along with Inner, inner, uh, inner Mountain Health. That commitment for our youth here in Las Vegas just shows how we want to make a difference in the community. And, and, and it's across the board. They're doing so much with the youth in our community, from peewee football, Pop Warner football, all the way through uh, high school. So I'm excited about it, and I'm excited being a part of that. Well, I know you got to be excited about the start that the Raiders have gotten off to, and I know it's a marathon. I mean, it's two games. They're 2-0, and but those two tough opponents that they beat. What are you seeing from the Silver and Black these days? Defense. <laughs> no, right. I mean, I'm just being honest. I, I see. I mean, the offense was always been great, and yeah. I love the whole team. Yeah. But I see a change in that defense and the discipline of the defense. I mean, the, you know, as they always say, defense win championships. So they did what they need to do in the offseason to be able to take that next jump, and that next jump has been with defense, and uh, they did it. So it's two games. We're 2-0. I mean, we're taking each game one game at a time, but I'm excited about what I'm looking at and seeing right now. You know, Coach Gruden said yesterday that this team coming in next, this week, Miami, is a tough team. It's going to be a dangerous team. They just lost 35-0. You never want to play that team, that one that's that just got embarrassed because they want to get some. They want to get some revenge. That's a, that's exactly right. But the good thing about it is they're aware of that, so they're going to go into the game with the right mindset and the right understanding, and hopefully with the right preparation as they move forward to the game. So if they're pre- doing the right preparation to prepare themselves and understand that you know this team can be dangerous. They'll be ready for for the game. And before I let you go, and this has been great, I do appreciate your time here at Allegiant Stadium. Uh, again, as a Las Vegas native, to have this stadium, to be able to look out and see Mandalay Bay and the MGM right across from us. I mean, did you ever think this could happen? I'll be honest with you, I did. <laughs> I'm just being honest. I never thought it would happen. Right. I mean, even growing up here in Vegas and people used to always ask me, hey, is the NFL team going to ever come here? I say, no, that's not going to happen. I mean, with all the gaming and everything. Yeah. And that was what they used to tell us when I was playing. Because I used to wonder, like, well, is Vegas going to ever get a team? It's like too much gaming. But, you know, what the Knights have shown us and then what some of the other uh, sports teams have shown us, now the Raiders are here. And I tell you, this has been hands down the best decision ever. This is exciting, and I'm excited about it. Yeah, we are as well, and we appreciate, like I said, your time. We appreciate being a part of this, and uh, thank you again for your time. Thank you. I appreciate it. So there is former Raider running back Chris McLemore, as you heard in the interview there. He's also a Las Vegas native. Never thought that the NFL would be in Las Vegas. Uh, Never knew that his high school was going to be honored in a stadium as awesome as Allegiant Stadium, but it's all there. And uh, it was just fun to catch up with him and talk. You also heard him talking about the game on Sunday against the Miami Dolphins and how that's a dangerous team coming off that 35-0 loss to the Buffalo Bills. So that's all I got for you for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Coming up in segment number two, going to talk about the national media and the fact that, yeah, they are now talking about the Raiders after two wins. That's it. After two wins, they're already the subject of a lot of conversation across many different platforms. That's all coming up in segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Before we get to that, though, I do want to tell you about BetOnline.ag. And we all know it's football season, college and pro, and that's number one. It's always going to be number one. BetOnline.ag has got you covered. They got the updated odds, the props, the contests. They have the half-million-dollar NFL mega contest, the $200,000 NFL survivor contest, All of it available at betonline.ag. You can go to the website on your mobile device or your laptop. Sign up today. Receive a 100% welcome bonus. 
That's right, 100% welcome bonus if you use the promo code Locked On. No matter what you put in, you'll get 100% of that. You'll get that exact amount on top of that, but you got to use the promo code Locked On. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, football, baseball, boxing, UFC, horse racing, all that good stuff. They have you covered. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline.ag is your online sportsbook experts. I also want to tell you about another app. And this app I want to tell you about is going to really help you out. Anyone who buys gas needs to know about this app. So I think that that includes everybody, right? It's called Get Upside. All listeners of the Locked On Raider podcast are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every single time they fill up. All you got to do, just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cent on the gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. No catch at all. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, e-gift card for Amazon, and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to $0.50 cent a gallon cash back on your first tank. That's promo code TOUCHDOWN. Segment number two, it's up next. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we are. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Time to talk about the fact that everyone's talking about the Raiders. Raiders this, Raiders that, Derek Carr this, Derek Carr that. And for the most part, I mean, there's a lot of good out there right now. Of course, there's some debate. There's some bad. There's some whatever. There's some, I don't trust this team, whatever. That's fine. But they've got the attention. You know, and the only reason I bring this up, because normally I don't really give a rip what the national media says. I don't care about power rankings, uh, all that stuff. I know the Locked On Podcast Network, they do their power rankings, and I know the Raiders started out in the 20s, and they're up to number 10 already. I haven't voted one time. I have not voted one time on the power rankings because I think it's so early in the season that you got to kind of let some games get under these teams' belts before you can really start to power rank them. I mean, to go from 20-something to 10 in two weeks is is a huge jump. And I get it. The Raiders beat the Baltimore Ravens and the Steelers. I was impressed by that. I also don't think the Raiders were a 20th ranked team when the season started. But, you know, that's just a lot of folks don't have any idea uh, what's going on. And they just kind of look at the team. Oh, they've been down for a while. They're going to be bad. You know, all the defense sucks. They're going to be bad. You know, I mean, it's just it's so many things that go into this conversation. That's why I don't give a, a rip about what's going on as far as as, as that, you know, power rankings and, and all that other good stuff. But I get it. It's a conversation piece. Well, what I notice, and this is just one of the conversations I wanted to have on today's show. And it's, it's so funny, man. I, I Sometimes it's it's hard to think about what I want to talk about. And then there's sometimes where I'm overwhelmed with so much stuff to talk about. And so that's one of those days, which is a great day. But just talking about the, the fact that so many folks are talking about the Raiders and Derek Carr following just two wins in the 2021 season. Can you imagine with everything going on, if the Raiders win this week against Miami and they go 3-0 and then go down to L.A., SoFi Stadium, and beat the Chargers and go 4-0? Oh, man, you won't be able to keep uh, the Raiders out people's mouths. You know, and sometimes that's good and sometimes that's bad. But let's just go ahead and get into the meat of what I want to talk about today. First off top, I got to give Keyshawn Johnson a lot of credit from ESPN. Of course, he does the morning show. He does ESPN LA. I mean, he does a lot of good work on ESPN. I'm a, I'm a fan 
of Keyshawn Johnson, the radio host. I'm a fan of Keyshawn Johnson, even when he was a football player. I just thought that he was I just I just liked his style. I liked who he was and I liked the fact that he didn't have a problem going out on and saying whatever was on his mind. I had no problem with that. Some people were never big fans of Keyshawn Johnson. That's fine. It's a hey, whatever is your flavor. That's cool. I've always liked him. I thought he was great on the radio. And as a guy who's a radio dude, I, I can hear people and say, that's a quality cat right there. Keyshawn Johnson, I always thought was a quality cat. As of late, he's really been pumping up Derek Carr and how he really believes he's an elite quarterback. And even to the point on Tuesday, uh, I heard him in a big argument with Stephen A. Smith talking about he was top five. And I could bring you the audio of him playing or him arguing with Stephen A. Smith about why Derek Carr is top five. But I really don't want to give Stephen A. Smith that much shine here on this show. So uh, from ESPN on Tuesday, though, Keyshawn Johnson was talking about the Raiders and he was talking about Derek Carr and, and why he's a quality quarterback and why people like to poo-poo on Derek Carr so much. So I thought this was interesting. Here's Keyshawn Johnson talking about D.C. What happens is people don't like the Raiders. You got to remember, the, they, they, that, that's a polarizing team in general. So no matter what good comes out of there, it's like the Cowboys. It's going to still be bad. Mm -hmm. People are going to find a reason to feel a certain way. And it's all about the hype. It's all about the built-up machine. If you don't have the, the, the shades behind you or the Keyshawns behind you pushing the narrative, then other people will set their own agendas to make you think that Carr is worse than what he is. All you got to do is look at the numbers. If you watch football and you pay attention, you know who's good and who's not based on watching the damn games. But what happens is people just they follow the little tweets, the newspaper articles. They follow that stuff. And they go, oh, well, they said that the coach doesn't really like him. John Gruden's never said ever since he's been there he didn't like Carr. He never said that. So that was one of those things where people just automatically assume John didn't like Carr, so therefore Carr wasn't any good. So that narrative kept going. So no matter what he would do, he was always behind the eight ball, Jay. So there's Keyshawn Johnson talking with Jay Wilt about – the Raiders and Derek Carr and, and how, you know, the narrative is always pushed. And uh, I liked when he said that, you know, people always said John Gruden didn't like Derek Carr. This was John Gruden following the game on Sunday in Pittsburgh. I was standing in the room for the media session when he talked about Derek Carr. It's short, it's brief, but it's to the point. I've been clamoring about Derek Carr since I've been here. So hopefully he gets some recognition for doing what he did today. You know, he had some long drives. He was uh, big again at the end of the game against two great defenses two weeks in a row, and it's a big reason why we've been able to win. So, again, like I said, short, sweet, to the point, but uh, I love the point. Hey, I've been clamoring about Derek Carr since I got here, even though every single person, including anyone that interviews me, always is pushing the narrative that John Gruden doesn't like Derek Carr and he's going to move on from him. I've said it before on this show. I've said it before on the radio, and I've said it to anyone that will listen. If John Gruden didn't like Derek Carr and didn't think he could win with him, he wouldn't be the quarterback of the Raiders right now. How about this? How about Dan Orlovsky? He's never been a guy that's gone out on a limb and said how much Derek Carr is a good quarterback or what he brings to the table and that the Raiders are even a good team, a respectable team, have a decent front office. He's never gone out on a limb and said any of that. Well, guess who I caught talking about Derek Carr and the Raiders offense? Yeah. Yeah, Dan Orlovsky, check this out. He plays a little bit of an old-school style of ball, quarterback-wise, Derek Carr. You know, he comes out of the game, it's like, let me get completions, let me get completions, you know, just get into the rhythm of the game. And then it seems like, now I could turn it on and be super aggressive. And we've started to see that over the past two weeks. 
I also think they have the most indefensible personnel grouping in the NFL right now. Their three tight end package reminds me a lot of the 2018 Ravens package. They put these three guys on the field and it's like, let these guys work. And it's just, if you can't match up athletically, Derek Carr's going to go, okay, drop back, short underneath completion. Three tight ends again, down the seam, getting carried vertical by that linebacker who just can't carry athletically vertical. Another one, three tight ends in the field, under center, there's an option ball to one of the best tight ends in football. So, you know, like, they're doing it a lot. So far through two weeks, it's 414 yards of offense, 25 completions. And the reality is this, if you don't match up athletically, that's why I said it reminds me of the Ravens. That's yeah. what made them so dangerous when they had arguably the best offense in the NFL three years ago is they put those guys on the field. you got to protect the run, but you don't have backers to play in coverage. They do a great job of condensing their formations and splits. Yeah. Their offense is very, very explosive. So I don't know if you caught it, Raider Nation, but that was Dan Orlowski of ESPN talking about the Raiders, talking about Derek Carr as a quarterback, and talking about the offense, and he used the word indefensible. Wait a minute. When was the last time you heard anyone in the media, anyone locally, anyone nationally, anyone? I mean, there might be a couple podcasts out there that all they do is wear silver and black glasses, and they'll tell you that the Raiders are the end-all, be-all, but that you don't take seriously, or at least I don't take seriously. When's the last time you heard someone on a platform like that say, the Raiders' uh, offense is just about indefensible? Huh? What? Since when? It's been two weeks. I didn't hear that any time leading up to the regular season. I didn't hear that any time in the preseason. I didn't hear that any time in training camp when people like me and Vinny and Vic Tafer and Deshaun Reed and Paul Gutierrez and cats like that were saying, wow, what we're seeing in, in, in training camp, man, Brian Edwards is out there balling. Henry Ruggs is looking the part. Derek Carr is looking accurate. We're saying that. We're reporting that. We're speaking on that. Ain't nobody saying nothing. You hear crickets. 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 Now, through two weeks, all of a sudden, the Raiders' offense is indefensible. It looks like John Gruden's a, a, a genius. What are you talking? I mean, since when? It's crazy. And this is why I tell you don't get too high or too low on what you hear because the narrative changes so quickly. It's two games, Raider Nation. Two games. It's like you going from having that good-looking girl or you saying that how good-looking girl that was that you were trying to date, and then all of a sudden she, she turned ugly because she didn't want to date you. You know what I mean? Like, that's how it happens, right? Right? Oh, man, I'm, I'm chasing her. I'm chasing her. I'm chasing her. Oh, she don't want me? She wasn't good looking anyway. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's how fast that narrative has changed. Now, on the other side of things, how about a guy that's been pretty supportive uh, and pretty fair to players that stand out? Brian Baldinger, NFL Network. I think he does a great, outstanding job breaking down film. He talks a lot about Max Crosby. He was one of the first guys to be on Mad Max, talking to, calling him the Condor. He was on him early. Well, there's another player on defense that Baldy is talking about. Check this out. One guy who has played really well in the first two games for the Raiders is Jonathan Abram. With Trayvon Mooring playing free safety back here, he's playing close to the line of scrimmage. So he can do these kind of things. Bam! Just stick people. All right? Just like the human stick. All right? When you watch him right here, like he just diagnoses this to clay pull perfectly. Even though Frymuth is, I don't know what that is. It looks like it's it should be illegal, but he flips clay pull upside down. Like those hits are still there, but he's more under control. He's closer to the line of scrimmage. I think Paraman, KJ Wright, you know, along with Littleton. I mean, it's a it's a good group right now. Obviously, the defensive line is eaten. All right, but Abrams right where he needs to be right here, down here on the five yard line. Like he's under control. He's still aggressive. 
But he's not trying to make every single play. He's just making his plays closer to the line of scrimmage. That's a good thing. Watch him right here. Najee Harris. Like, he's still going to be, he still wants to get his hat in there and finish. I don't think he could pick Najee up. And then, look, he's always going to be the personal protector. It's an important role. You don't want to get any punch blocked. You want to pick up whatever's coming at you. But then when you can cover a punt like this, that's never a bad thing either. Had nine tackles in the first game against the Ravens. Got this special teams against Ray Ray McLeod. J.A., don't do it, man. Don't do it. It's not Monday Night Raw. Don't put him down. Look at this guy. He's got his hand on the flag. That's good. That's good. It's over. You did your job, man. You covered a punt. But Jonathan Abrams playing good, man. Playing good football right now. Good to see you. Staying healthy. Playing under control. Still an impact hitter. It's good. So there's Baldy right there. And again, I love his breakdowns. And yes, that audio was him also showing video. So when a few of the little segments that he was talking about uh, had a little pause or, or look at this, look at that, uh, that's what that was. That came from a video. But Again, it points out, you know, he's talking about Jonathan Abram. When's the last time someone was talking about Jonathan Abram in a positive manner and they were on the national side of things? I'll wait. It's been a while, right? Absolutely. And how about this? All of a sudden, Raiders owner Mark Davis is being featured on HBO. Yeah, he had an HBO special that actually aired on Tuesday night with Andrea Kramer, uh, Real Sports with Brian Gumbel. Uh, It wasn't that long. It, It wasn't that great. But just talking about it was called The Rising Sun. It was talking about Mark Davis. Here's the trailer to that, and if you want to go check it out, you can always catch the replay. But here's the trailer to that that just aired Tuesday night. People ask where I grew up, and I say I haven't. <laughs> what I say is I was retired the first 50 years of my life, and now I've got a job. For those first 50 years of his life, Las Vegas Raiders owner Mark Davis lived in the shadow of one of the giants of NFL history, his father, Al Davis, who was known as much for his obsession with football as for his combative ways. I was fired once. Fired by? My dad, over spotting the football. How old are you? Probably 14. Okay, so you're the ball boy and you're spotting the ball at a practice. Yeah, and I put it too close to the line. And he said, I don't want it by the line, I want it four yards off the line. And I talked back, I think. And uh, so he told me to get my ass in the, in the locker room and get ready to go home. How would you characterize the way your dad treated you? He treated me like he treated everybody else. Which was what? Do your job. Be a Raider. Now, a decade after Al Davis's death, Mark has been able to realize his father's dream of building the Raiders a new stadium and has brought back one of football's most dynamic coaches in John Gruden. Suddenly, Davis is emerging as a power broker in a league that has long treated him as a punchline. Certainly... Mark Davis has taken his share of people making fun of him for the hair. Well, I think that's a bunch of bullshit. If you know Mark Davis, you like Mark Davis. And if you don't know Mark Davis, you can have your own opinion. But um, he kept swinging, he kept digging, he kept producing, and look where we are now. So that was the little trailer right there for the Mark Davis uh, special, the little feature that they had on HBO uh, with Andrea Kramer, and it it aired Tuesday night. I thought it was good. It was probably about a little 15, 16-minute piece, and then she ended up talking to Bryant Gumbel. And Bryant Gumbel, he continued to crap on the Raiders, but uh, I thought it was a pretty good piece between Andrea and and Mark Davis. And I'll, I'll say this, bottom line, I'll let you go back and watch it yourself if you missed it uh he just really wants to win for the Raiders he wants to win for the fan base and he wants to win for his dad 
He really does. I, I really could appreciate who he is. He don't care that anyone talks about him or whatever they say about him. He don't care. He's his own person, but he just wants to win, and he wants to do it for his dad. Just win, baby, is what he's thinking. Uh, she asked him at the end, and this is all I'll say on it. She asked him at the end, what's the difference between a Al Davis team and a Mark Davis-led team? And he said, Al's team's won. Mine haven't. So if you haven't seen it, go back and look for it on HBO. I'm sure you could probably pull it up on demand. Andrea Kramer does an excellent job, and she did an excellent job with that piece. Uh, so that's all I got for you for this segment, just uh, talking about all the national attention, all the attention that the Raiders are getting, all the times that people are talking about Raiders, Raiders, Raiders. That doesn't have anything to do with, you know, different people hitting me up. Uh, Peter Bukowski locked on today. He hit me up uh, on Tuesday. Bo Brack locked on NFL, had me on Monday's show. One-Sided Dolphins wants to talk to me today. Fox Sports Southern Utah wants to talk to me today. I mean, all these people want to talk to me about the Raiders as well. So believe, please believe, Raider Nation, I might not be national, and these people that are hitting me up might not be national, but they're talking. Matter of fact, JT the Brick on Tuesday, and this will be my final note, uh, on Tuesday, he was actually on uh, around the NFL with Andrew Siciliano on NFL Network. So uh, that is national media reaching out to an outlet that I'm part of, uh, Raider Nation Radio 920. So Raider Nation, the Raiders are on the map. They're on the radar of people. They just got to keep doing what they're doing, which is winning if they want to stay there. So uh, just thought I'd bring that to you and thought you'd find that pretty interesting. Coming up in segment number three, I know I don't have a lot of time left in today's show, but I'll get a couple calls and texts in off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Before I get into that, though, I want to tell you about a couple of great sponsors, including DirecTV Stream. I know you've had this scenario happen to you once, twice, maybe a thousand times. You've got one device where you watch games live. Another one's where you stream your favorite shows. Then you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and then you got your homeboy's uh, Netflix login. You all, that's all happened to every one of us at least once, right? Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together, and it's called Direct TV Stream. It brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, shows all in the same place. No juggling of remotes, no need to buy another device ever. And the best part no annual contract. Get rid of the clutter. Get rid of the confusion. Get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at DirecTV.com. That's DirecTV.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Also, got to tell you about Built Bar. Been talking about Built Bar for a very long time and all the incredible flavors they have. Coconut, coconut, almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. Well, how about this, Raider Nation? This came back, and it was announced on Tuesday. Cookie Dough Chunk is back, and it's back for a limited time. And I tell you all the time, if it's a limited time flavor, get it fast. It usually lasts about 48 hours max, and then it's gone. Cookie Dough Chunk was one that was a big-time favorite of a lot of people. Well, you can get it, and you can get it right now. If you ever were that kid that was standing there while your mom was making cookies and you just kind of dipped your finger into the cookie jar or the cookie bowl, boom, get that batter on your finger and eat it, good stuff, right? Well, Built Bar is providing that same thing for you, but in a protein bar. Cookie Dough Chunk. It's back, and it's available right now at BuiltBar.com. While you're there, when you go to buy it, you go to check out, use the promo code LOCK15. You'll save 15% off your order just like that. That's BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCK15. Segment number three, it's up next. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team is 
every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls and text straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. show's been going really long already, so I really don't have too much time for calls and texts, but I'm going to get a couple in to at least get a couple in. So uh, sorry that the show's been going so long. I just I get on a roll and I have a lot to say. So uh, let's start things off with Raider Richard out to 702. He's calling to talk about a few things, including the possibility of the team going 3-0. and and then my thoughts as I was flying back from Pittsburgh, the defense, and a little bit more. Here he is, Raider Richard out the 702. Hey, Q, it's your boy Raider Richard out here in, in uh, the 702 in Las Vegas, man. Uh, just wanted to go ahead and comment on your on your podcast from Monday morning. A couple things that I brought onto my podcast as well. And then, uh, um, you know, just wanted to go ahead and mention here or ask more than anything. On that flight back, man, with that victory, um, being that it was, you know, of course, uh, your little cues, uh, Kumani's game. How did that feel? Uh, being on that plane, on that plane ride home, you know, how how did that feel? I just want, I just want to know. Um, I, and I got, I got to imagine that it must have felt great. You know, it definitely um, must have been. You know, like you mentioned, he must have had something to do with it. You know, it's always, you know, the, uh, forever, man. I can't wait every single year for that game for for little Q's birthday. Now. I bring it up on on uh, on the podcast as well on my podcast West Coast Sports Podcast that um you know we could, if we could start off three you know man I think I think the same way that you know next Sunday being my mom's birthday uh, I think that they should definitely get that one you know being the twenty sixth against Miami Miami's a little bit battered up but I think just overall Miami is a team that we should be able to beat I think almost every year Miami is a team that we should be able to beat. <laughs> And then um, I really just talk about the defense and everything I'm on my podcast here, and just talk about how uh, Gus Bradley has such had such a big impact. And I think you being so close to the OTAs and training camp and everything this year, um, I really think that um, you know that was one of the big emphasis that all the guys like um, from John Gruden, all the players talked about all the preparation and the OTAs and the and training camp and everything that they had. And you being so close to it this year, man, I really think that. Us as Raider Nation, we had a really good understanding of how this team was going to look like, you know, even though some people maybe maybe didn't. But just wanted to go in and give you your props, man. I love the podcast, bro. Uh, keep on doing your thing. And as a guy who wants to be where you're at one of these days, bro, I definitely want to just mention how much how inspiring everything everything that you do really is. Thanks again, bro. There goes Raider Richard out to 702 Las Vegas. Appreciate the call, my man. And, uh, yeah, the defense is playing well. They're playing. They started in training camp and OTAs, and I really felt like they were going to be good. And, and you know, I didn't know they were going to be good this fast, though. But you're seeing that they do have something going on. You started to see it, like I said, in training camp. But they're they're doing their thing. As far as the team starting 3-0, and I, I think that they should. I think they should absolutely be at Miami. No doubt about it. Now, does that mean they will? I, look, you got to go out and earn a victory, and this team is going to come in hungry. They're going to want to get a dub. They just got drilled. They're going to want to show that that was, like I said before, uh, that was a fluke, not something that you should expect all the time. So, uh, yeah, man, that's that's going to be a tough game on Sunday, no doubt about it. At least it's at Legion Stadium, and I do believe uh, the Raiders are going to have a hell of a home field advantage and a, a fired-up crowd to be there. Uh, and as far as Kimani goes, man, I'm not going to lie to you. I got a little emotional in the press box after the game. I put out a tweet about the Raiders winning and proving the 2-0 and uh, hashtag Kimani's game, you know, and all that and and put a picture of him and, you know, RIP, uh, my son, love you, you know, all this other stuff. And I'm not going to lie, as I, as I press send 
end on it, I just started to get a little, you know, a little emotional because I know how much the Raiders meant to him. I know, obviously, how much I wish he was still here with us. He wishes he was still here. I mean, all that good stuff. But, yeah, it all just kind of hit me uh, so much. And then, of course, all the great, uh, you know, love and, and, and support that I received from Raider Nation and, and a lot of folks that follow me on Twitter as well. It was almost overwhelming for a quick minute. I had to uh, look down a couple times to make sure that, uh, you know, I had to look down and make sure my shoes were tied, if you know what I mean. You know, I didn't need anybody staring me in my face at that moment. So, yeah, I got a little emotional, man. I, I do appreciate uh, the call. Next up, got a text from my guy, Mikey the Barber in the 916. Q, what a win. Had a lead and kept it. Sounds crazy, right? Let's hope we can string some more wins together. I'm noticing more love from the national media. I really don't care if they talk about us. I actually like the shade. Makes our team play harder and want it more. I really hope our team doesn't start drinking that national media's Kool-Aid and slack off like I've seen over the last few years getting off to a hot start. They need to go into practice this week thinking they're going up against the 72 Dolphins and not the Dolphins who got blown out by the Bills and not the team that dominated the Steelers. Who we beat? You smell me? Let's not take Miami lightly. We'll have another victory Monday next week. Stay sucker ducking. Raider Nation, one love. Again, that's from Mikey the Barber. And yeah, man, I, I agree with you 100%. They definitely got to keep their foot on the gas. And as I really illustrated in segment number two, there's a lot of folks talking about the Raiders right now. Don't fall for the banana in the tailpipe. Just got to stay focused, stay locked in, and just keep doing what you do. And there'll be plenty of talk out there. That's why I never really trip out. Similar to you, Mikey, uh, representing Sacramento, California there. Never trip out on the folks that aren't talking. Make them talk about you. Make them talk about you. And the way you do that is just what they say. Just what I say and how I end the show every every day. Just win, baby, right? <laughs> exactly. Just like that. Uh, one more call. Raider Nick out of Connecticut. He's calling to talk about Darren Waller's music, Delusions of Clarity. Here he is, Raider Nick out of Connecticut. Hey, Q. It's uh, Raider Nick out in Connecticut. I uh, just wanted to say, uh, wow, that's, that was a great game on uh, on Sunday. That, that I just listened to your podcast and... I wanted to just give a brief shout-out to uh, Darren Waller's music. Delusions of Clarity, his new album is out, and it is straight fire. Uh, he's a great rapper, and as we know, he is a uh, descendant, uh, grandson of Fats Waller, and so it, it, music is in his genes. So Raider Nation, show Darren Waller some support. Listen to his new album. It's great. It's only about 45 minutes, uh, about 12 songs. Thanks, Q, for all that you do. Have a great day. There he goes. Thank you for the call, Raider Nick. I appreciate you. And yeah, man, his latest project is out. I actually picked it up on my way to the game. Uh, actually, I picked it up on, I believe, Saturday evening uh, when I was on my way to Pittsburgh uh, in general just for the game uh, over the weekend and listened to it. Listened to it a, a couple times. And there's some songs on there that are great. I think there's a couple songs on there that are really great. I wouldn't say that he's a great MC. I would say that he's pretty good. Uh, there's a track on there with Max Crosby. I think there might be a track with Foster Moreau. I'm not too sure. I was actually going to ask him about that next time we talk to him. But uh, all in all, man, I thought it was a, a pretty decent project. And, uh, you know, you can hear some of his his story. You know, you could tell tell the story and some of the past that he's gone down and some of the things he's experienced. You hear it in his music. And that's what I love about hip hop. It's about storytelling. And he does tell stories in that. So, uh, yeah, like I said, next time I actually get a chance to talk to him, I'm going to ask him about his, his, his project because I think it was, a, it was a pretty good one. So, uh, thank you so much for that call. I do appreciate you. And 
That's really all I got time for today. <laughs> I was going to try to squeeze one more call or one more text in, but I better not. I'm already running really long on today's show. So uh, sorry that I went too long. I wasn't able to get some more feedback uh, off the Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, but hopefully you enjoyed what uh, we did get on today's show. Coming up tomorrow, it'll be Crossover Thursday. We'll be talking all things Dolphins and all things Raiders as we get a little bit closer and a little bit closer to Sunday's game at Allegiant Stadium, the 2-0 Raiders versus the 1-1 Miami Dolphins. That'll come up, plus news and notes of the day. We'll hear from John Gruden a little bit later on today and Derek Carr as well. That's all coming up as well. So a locked and loaded show for the rest of the week. That's how we get down here. Raider Nation, take care of yourself. Uh, Love on your family. Do what you got to do. And most importantly, as always, just win, baby. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.